Greetings, saints to God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church located right here at beautiful 528 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And once again, we welcome you into our service today. Grateful to God for the praise that has gone forth. Grateful to God for each and every one of you that have tuned in to share. And I'm just wondering, is anybody ready for a word today? I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a word today. We're continuing in our series, hallelujah, that we've been going through the fight of our lives. Amen. The fight of my life. And God has given us part two of that phenomenal and fantastic series. So we welcome you to the sanctuary on this day. Let's go to the word. Hallelujah. Uh, Exodus chapter two. I want to call your attention to Exodus chapter two, verses one through 10. Exodus chapter two, verses one through 10. And what I will lift up in your hearing today, verses one through four, for the benefit of brevity, I'll just lift up verses one through four. Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and I'm sharing from the King James translation today, Exodus chapter 2. So when you got it at your house, Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, somebody shout, I got it. Hallelujah. You sound great, saints of God. Here begins the reading of God's word. And they went a man out of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bare a son. Somebody shout, a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him for three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, please, I'm getting ready to pray, but I want you, the Lord and I want to minister from the subject today, uh, coming from this second chapter of the book of Exodus, divine decisions, divine decisions. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we praise you. We thank you for this day. Uh, this is the day that you have made, and as always, Lord, we're rejoicing. We're so glad in it. Thank you for every provision that you've provided to allow this magnificent, marvelous moment in time to take place. Thank you for preparation, O oh God, and thank you for the anointing. And now comes the time of preaching, O oh God, and I pray right now that you take me, your servant, hide me behind your cross. Let no flesh be seen. Let your word and your word alone be glorified. I pray that you would speak to every saint, every sinner, every soul, Lord God, that is listening to this sermon. Because you're faithful, I'm going to say thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way in this service. It's in the mighty, marvelous, and magnificent name of Jesus we ask it all. Somebody loves him. Shout amen. Amen. Divine decisions. Amen. Uh, we're going through this fight of my life series. Amen. The fight of my life series. And in this series, we're talking about situations where the people of God are facing uh, seemingly unsurmountable odds. Amen. But because of the sovereignty of God, because uh, of the sovereign God, he not only allows them to survive the fight, but also to thrive because of the fight. Amen. He not only allows us to survive the fight, but he allows us to thrive because of the fight. And today I want to talk about the sovereignty of God when we're going through the fight of our lives, divine decisions. Amen. The the sovereignty of God. The Bible teaches us that God possesses all power and that he's the ruler of all things. The Bible teaches us that God rules and works according to his eternal purpose. And even though events that seem to contradict or oppose his rule 
when we are weak, uh, I want to let you know that he is strong. Uh, when our backs are against the wall, yes, and it looks like it's over, God is still in control. He's, he's strong in our weakest places. Hallelujah. God is the God that specializes in doing what no other power but God can do. Hallelujah. The sovereignty of God. But I want to talk today, even, I want to go even deeper about the sovereignty of God. I want to talk about the sovereignty of God, sovereignty of God even when we're facing evil. Hallelujah. Even when we're facing evil. Because uh, Scripture teaches us that God neither does evil nor he approves of evil. Hallelujah. But he, although he allows it, he also restrains it. Amen. If Job was here today, he'd testify, hallelujah, that when the devil wanted to attack somebody, when he was picked out to be picked on, as it seemed, hallelujah, God gave him permission to only go so far. Yes, yeah, so God often allows it, but he also restrains evil. Not only does... Um, uh, he restrained evil, but he also judges it, uh, and he uses it to fulfill the, the good for his children and the fulfillment of his purpose in the earth. Hallelujah. I'm glad today that even in the midst of all the things that may go wrong, hallelujah, God is determined to get some good even out of evil. If Joseph was here today, he'd testify and say, you meant it for evil. Yeah, but God, he worked it for our good. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And Paul put it this way in Romans 8 and 28. Here it is. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, for the called according to his purpose. God is sovereign. Does anybody know that he's sovereign today, that he's in control? Yes, Lord. And even though evil may exist in the earth, hallelujah, God uses it for the good of his children and for the fulfillment of his purposes. Well, that brings me to our text today, hallelujah, because as we go through this series, the fight of our lives, uh, I want to talk about today's fight. Amen. Today's fight. Many of you are familiar with Moses. We are familiar with how he has done great things. God used him to do great things. Uh, Moses, the mighty deliverer of the children of Israel when they had been in Egyptian bondage for over 400 years. It was Moses uh, that was born on purpose to deliver the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, uh, to take them to the banks of the Red Sea. And Mo God used Moses, yes, Lord, to bring the children of Israel through the Red Sea. It was Moses, yes, Lord, that God led the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Raining down a manna when they got hungry, giving them water out of a rock when they got thirsty. It was Moses, yes, Lord, that God used in a mighty way. Yes, even given the Ten Commandments. And Moses was so magnificent, hallelujah, that God uh, preached his own funeral. Yes, Lord, God preached his funeral and buried Moses himself in the mountain. Hallelujah. Moses was a mighty man of God. But today, before we talk about Moses, hallelujah, uh, we want to let you know that even on Moses' arrival, uh, that his mother, yes, his mother, had to go through the fight of her life. Hallelujah. The fight of her life. And as we talk about the fights today, the fight of our lives, hallelujah, uh, the fight of our life, hallelujah. I want to talk about uh, what's going on in this situation when, at Moses' birth, amen. Uh, in this corner, I want to introduce to some, present to others, a powerful king going against a powerless woman, amen. Uh, a powerful king who was super famous. Y'all know Pharaoh, hallelujah. Uh, even if you went to vacation Bible school one summer, yes, you know about Pharaoh, yes. 
Pharaoh, famous, hallelujah, against a powerless woman. Uh, I'm talking about Moses' mother. Yes, Lord, her name is Jochebed. And even Spellcheck didn't even know her name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, a powerful king, a powerless woman, uh, a famous king, but a, an unknown woman. Yes, Lord, uh, this powerful king was determined to kill kids, um, to separate them from their parents. Hallelujah. But this powerless woman was determined to keep her kid alive, even during difficult days. Hallelujah. And what I want to let you know today is because of the sovereignty of God, yes, because God was in her corner, yes, and because she trusted him, she experienced his sovereign power firsthand in her life. Hallelujah. Amen. She experiences God's hand, um, powerful hand, firsthand in her life. Thank you, Jesus. And when I'm looking at this fight right here, um, I'm not a betting man. But I want to let you know today, I'm not sure who the underdog is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because some people may say it's a powerful king when you look at uh, this powerless woman. Hallelujah. But, but whenever you want to pick a fight that's going to last to the finish, uh, I've lived long enough to learn just mess with somebody's kids. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, uh, if you want to fight... Uh, that's going to go to the finish. Yeah, I, I challenge you and charge you to mess with somebody's kids. Amen. I, again, I'm not sure who the underdog is. Ha hallelujah. I'm not a gambling man. But if I was, guess what? <laughs> I'm betting on Joker bed today. Hallelujah. Uh, some of you mothers, some of you parents will know today. Don't start none. Yeah, don't, it won't be none. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, in this fight right here, yes, if you're a gambling person, amen, uh, uh, you may want to pray for Pharaoh because I believe that he's in trouble today. Can we go deeper today? Hallelujah. Because in this text, uh, in this text, in Exodus chapter 2, in the second chapter of, the ex of Exodus chapter 2, uh, first thing I want to point up is pull out of the text is we have divine courage for dangerous days. Uh, divine courage for dangerous days. Hallelujah. Let's look at this fight. Hallelujah. Because uh, Pharaoh, the king of the most powerful nation in the earth, during that time, uh, Pharaoh was his position, not his title. Yes, uh, 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 not his name. Hallelujah. Uh, Pharaoh had given a decree, uh, a pitiful decree from a powerful man. Uh, uh, these were dangerous days. Uh, in Exodus chapter 1 in your Bible, verses 16 and 17, it talked about the fact that uh, the children of Israel were growing so rapidly. Yes, Lord, that uh, Pharaoh had given a decree that if it's a son, uh, you should kill him. But if it's a daughter, you shall leave it alive. Amen. In other words, there was a hit on Moses' life at birth. And I've learned this, that whenever the enemy sees God grooming somebody for greatness, yes, he all gets in a hurry. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. He doesn't wait until you're old. He doesn't wait until you come into your own. He doesn't wait until you've gotten good teaching and have a good quality self-esteem. Uh, the enemy gets busy in a hurry. Yeah, he all gets in a hurry uh, to kill it on the stools. When you do the office of the midwife, if it is a man, uh, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, yes, uh, it should be uh, kept alive. But, but the Bible says in verse 17 is that the midwives feared God uh, and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know that e the enemy may mean it for bad, but God has a way of still working it for our good. And there are times when we are facing uh, uh, laws in the land that goes against laws of God. Hallelujah. That we have to take a stand just like, uh, um, just like Peter did in the book of Acts. Says, I'd rather obey God 
than obey man. So as we look at this, the, uh, this woman, uh, she had divine courage for dangerous days. So today I want to talk about Jochebed's courage. Uh, Jochebed, again, the mother of Moses. Yeah, uh, the woman that most people don't know. Uh, we know Moses, but she is the wind beneath his wings. Yes, Lord. Uh, she was the mother uh, that took care of Moses at his birth to make sure that she, he was able to feel God's will in her life. Yes, Lord, divine courage for dangerous days. Uh, can I talk about Jochebed's courage today? Um, because the Bible says in Exodus 2, verse number 2, that the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him for three months. Yes, Lord. Uh, when she saw that he was a goodly child, uh, she conceived and bare a son. Uh, so, in other words, he was born in dangerous days. He was born when the hit was on his life already. Yes, uh, was born when he was supposed to be killed at birth. But uh, it shows how she trusted God to take care of her baby boy. Yes, Mo Moses' mother was a godly mother, uh, a, a, a young woman who trusted God, yeah, with all of our heart. Uh, and even in the midst of dangerous days, hallelujah, God was able to use her and give her divine courage. Because Moses' mother, yes, Lord, uh, uh, she was born a Hebrew slave. Uh, in other words, she was of the lowest rank. Uh, in position imaginable. Hallelujah. But again, she was courageous. Can I talk about his mother today? Yes, Lord. She was born of the lowest rank in social position uh, imaginable. Uh, she was born in slavery. Again, the children of Israel had been in Egyptian bondage for over 400 years. So she was born with a bad hand. Uh, her husband, her, her husband, yes, Lord, both of them were born slaves. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. That, that means they worked slave labor. Uh, that means that they were yelled at and abused. That means that they were cursed and beaten. Yeah, it meant that they were pure, poor and poverty stricken. Yes, it meant that they had few, if any, possessions to call their own. Uh, uh, they were born in, a, in dangerous days. Uh, they had no opportunity to do what they wanted to do, and they could not better themselves. But, but she had divine courage during these dangerous days. That, and although uh, uh, the Bible says that when you do the office of a midwife, it's a, it's a son, you need to kill him. Hallelujah. She saw something in her son. Yes, she saw that it was a beautiful child. That's the New King James Version says. And, and when the Bible calls you beautiful, guess what? <laughs> you might be beautiful. Amen. And she saw something in her son. And because she didn't want to do what everybody else was doing, because she didn't want to uh, have her son killed. Hallelujah. She displayed some divine courage. Yeah. She's fighting against Pharaoh. Yes, Lord. Pharaoh has said, you know what? If I see him, I'm going to kill him. As a matter of fact, she'd probably be killed herself. Hallelujah. But she had divine courage even in difficult days. Yeah. She may not have had education. Hallelujah. She may not have had achievement, but she had courage. She may not have had position and possessions. Hallelujah. But she had courage. She may not have had finances and social standing, but she had courage. Hallelujah. And what I've learned about God is God always uses people in lowly positions who trust and follow him. Uh, uh, he uses them in confound ways to humble those who will exalt themselves. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul put it this way in uh, um, Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. He said, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, but he has God has given the weak things of the world to confound those which are mighty. Does you know that God will take something weak and he can do something strong out of it? Amen. She had divine courage. Yeah, even in dangerous days. Hallelujah. Number two, next thing I want to put, point, up, point out today is not only did she have divine courage for dangerous days. Yes, she uh, had divine wisdom 
for difficult decisions, the fight of her life. She prayed for divine wisdom for difficult decisions, verses 3 and 4, hallelujah, because she got to the point where she found out that she could not hide him any longer. When she got to the point where she could no longer hide him, uh, the Bible says that she built for him an ark, yeah, uh, of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and pitch. And, and what she did is she put her child uh, in, in there, and, and she put it and laid it by the flags by the river's banks. Uh, and what she did is that she sent Moses' big sister uh, to go and watch out for the ark, verse 4, to see what was going to be happening to it. Yes, Lord, she had divine wisdom for difficult decisions. Uh, she had to make a difficult decision. She got to the point where she had been hiding Moses for as long as she could. Uh, but she got to the point and she came to herself and said, you know what? This is not working. Uh, she could not hide him any longer. It was not working. So she needed to make a divine decision. And I want to ask you today, have you ever had to make a decision when your options were between bad and worse? Lord have mercy. You didn't have any good options, but your options were between bad and worse. Uh, uh, this situation is not working. She could no longer hide him. Uh, uh, so what she did is she prayed for divine wisdom uh, so that she could make a difficult decision. Uh, because in times like this, you don't want to lean to your flesh. Uh, you don't want to lean to your own understanding. You, you need to hear from heaven. Amen. You need some divine counsel when you're having a situation where you're de deciding between bad and worse, uh, let me bring it home to you. Some people are in that type of situation today. Hallelujah. You don't have to look back too far over the pages of your life. Uh, even today, uh, parents all over the nation are, are trying to decide what to do with their own kids. Yes. Uh, uh, do you keep them at home and, and learn how to be a teacher and try to teach them and help them navigate through the waters of life them, uh, at home? Or do you put them out on the water, them, uh, on, the water on the river yourself to let them float? to let them survive and to go out in this coronavirus season, hallelujah, to see if they can survive in that situation. Have you ever been in a situation uh, where your options were between bad and worse? Hallelujah. But again, what I love about the Lord, hallelujah, is that he will give you divine wisdom, yeah, even from difficult situations. Uh, and what I learned about Jochebed, yeah, Moses' mom, this, this woman that many of us do not know, hallelujah, this slave girl that didn't have all of these things going for her, yes. Uh, I don't know if she had a GED. I don't know if she had a PhD in, in art building, but I do know she had G-O-D, yes, Lord. Uh, she had God on her side, and God gave her divine wisdom in how to handle this situation. She made an ark. Yeah, she built an ark-like basket, yes, and put Moses in it and laid him among the reeds of the Nile River, trusting in God. Yeah, as she sent her baby down the river, trusting in God, uh, uh, she came up, God gave her, gave her divine wisdom for this difficult decision. And as a consequence, hallelujah, uh, she ended up seeing, uh, uh, seeing putting Moses' sister, uh, verse number four, go watch over it. Uh, God will raise up somebody, you know. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Even though you may be on the water, God always puts somebody in position uh, to watch over your situation. And what I've learned about Jochebed, yeah, many of us didn't know her name. Hallelujah. Many of us don't hear her testimony when we're talking about Moses and what God did. But, but there's some things we can learn from her today. Yes, we can learn some things. Number one, hallelujah, we, uh, when situations are beyond our control, 
uh, we need to seek God for wisdom. Amen. Uh, when situations are beyond our control, uh, that we can seek God for wisdom. Amen. James put it this way in James 1 and 5. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. Amen. And does not abrade, uh, uh, abradeth not. Hallelujah. It shall be given unto him. Hallelujah. Paul, uh, uh, Solomon put it this way in Proverbs chapter 3. Yes, Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. Yes, Lord, when we find ourselves in these situations, when we find ourselves in the fight of our lives, hallelujah, uh, we can seek God, number one, for, for wisdom. Number two, we can trust in the sovereignty of God. Yes, uh, uh, the sovereignty of God. There that word is again. Yes, that God is sovereign and that he is in control. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 34 and 22, the Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants. Yes, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Yes, Lord, I, I'm glad that we can put our trust in the Lord today. Psalm 37 and 3, put it this way, trust in the Lord, yeah, and do good, and so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. He goes on in Psalm 37 and verse number 5 and says, commit thy ways unto the Lord, and here it is, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Does anybody know God's going to do what he needs to do? Yes, Lord, you can be in the fight of your life, but I want to remind you again that you got a good corner, man, yes, Lord, that you can put your trust in, yes, Lord, and not only will he bring you, allow you to survive your fight, but he'll allow you to thrive because of it. Yes, Lord. Uh, so, number one, divine courage for dangerous days. It was a dangerous day. Hallelujah. Pharaoh, the king of the most powerful nation of the land, had put out a decree, kill every male child as soon as it was born. Divine courage for dangerous days. Number two, divine wisdom for difficult decisions. Uh, when she was in a situation where she had to make a decision between bad and between worse, hallelujah, to, to keep the child inside the house uh, and have the threat or the uh, a situation where she may be caught and her and her whole family would be killed or put him out on the dangerous now river. Huh? Divine wisdom for difficult decisions. But the last thing, and as I get ready to take my seat today, uh, divine deliverance after a difficult departure. Yes, <laughs> I feel like preaching today. Amen. <laughs> divine deliverance. After a difficult departure, uh, uh, because believe it or not, she was facing evil today. Yes, Lord. But I want to let you know again about the sovereignty of God, uh, that God does not do evil, neither does he approve of evil. But there are times in our lives when he allows it. Uh, and even though he may allow it, I want to remind you again that he restrains it. And even when he restrains it, he comes to the point that sometimes he has to judge it. Amen. And what I love about God, that even in the midst of evil being in our presence, yes, Lord, that he uses it for the good of his children and, and for the fulfillment of his purpose in the earth. Does anybody know that God uses, he works all things together, yeah, for the good of those who love him, for the called according to his purpose. And this is what we see right here. Yes, Lord, as I get ready to take my seat, uh, I see where God, yeah, the God that we serve, uh, divine deliverance after a difficult departure. Because Moses' mother, verses 5 through 10, she, she put him in, in the situation, she put him in the ark. She built it, and she put it on the water. Hallelujah. But look at God. Look at the hand of God and see what he's doing in this situation. Yes, uh, uh, the Bible says that, that uh, the ark flowed down the river, and then it landed out of all places. It landed in the house 
of Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's daughter, while she was taking a bath. Uh, she went out there and she saw this baby in this basket. Yes, Lord. And the Bible said that she was moved with compassion because the baby started crying just at the right time. Do you understand that you have a God that hears your cry? Yeah. And God, even in the most unlikely places, he will raise up some people with compassion. Somebody shout compassion. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And he hears our every cry. And because of that situation, yes, Lord, the Bible says that Moses' sister, she demonstrated courage too. In other words, she must have been hanging out with her mother. Yeah. Because she went up to Pharaoh's daughter. Yes, Lord. Uh, after she had watched this situation, she went up to Pharaoh's daughter and says, you know what? I got a bright idea. Uh, uh, why don't you have one of the Hebrew women uh, nurse this child uh, so that you can uh, uh, bring this child so it can develop? Yes, Lord. And the Bible said that Pharaoh's daughter agreed to it. Uh, can you see the hand of God moving right there? Yes, Lord. Uh, in the midst of all of this, after she had set her son out on the water, yes, uh, the Bible said that Pharaoh's daughter had compassion. Yes, Lord. And she agreed to that situation. As a matter of fact, they went back and the mom, guess who they found? Yeah, uh, they didn't find just anybody. They found Jochebed. Yeah, they found Pharaoh's, uh, uh, they found Moses' mother. Uh, uh, she was, check this in verse 9, employed uh, to nurse the child. In other words, she got paid for her pain. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Do you know, understand that God would give you double uh, for your trouble? Uh, if Job was here today, he said, you know what? God allows some adversity to come into my life. But guess what? The God I serve, uh, because we trusted him. Yes, Lord, even when we can't trace him, he had a way of working all things together for the good of those who love him. Yes, Lord. And what Moses' mama saw is that God did just that. Yeah, he worked all things out for her good. Does anybody know that God will work it for your good? Um, yes, Lord, not only was uh, Moses saved, hallelujah, but, but uh, uh, he was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter himself. Yes, Lord. God is in control. Yes, Lord. And he has a way of sovereignly working all things together for our good. Uh, and that's what I like about God today. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Because Moses' mother trusted him. Does anybody know that he can be trusted? Um, and as a consequence of her trusting him, guess what? He used not only to save the child, but to put him into the service. Hallelujah. Does anybody know that God specializes, yeah, in things that seem impossible? Uh, and what I've learned about God, yeah, is that he has a way <laughs> of working all things together for the good of those who love him. Paul put it this way in Romans 16, 27, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Does anybody know that God specializes in things that seem impossible? Mark 9 and 23 said it this way, Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, yeah, all things are possible to him that believe. Yes, Lord. Uh, and as I get ready to take my seat today, um, the Bible lets us know that God specializes, yeah, in things that seem impossible. Mark 11 and 24 said it that way, yes, Lord, that, that if we believe it, we can receive it, yeah. Matthew 21 and 22 said, all things, um, whatsoever you believe in prayer, believing you shall receive. Um, and Jesus' mama said it this way in Luke 1 and 37, but with God, nothing is impossible, but with God, all things, all things, all things are possible. Do you know God is a God that does the impossible today? Hallelujah. No, you, uh, you may have gone through the fight of your life. Somebody can look back over the pages of your life and understand that it was God who made a way. <laughs> who am I preaching to? Yes, Lord, you can look back and you can understand that even in the fight of your life, when you had some divine decisions to make on your own, you were able to trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, all your ways, all your ways, you were able to acknowledge him, and he was able to direct your path. And what I've learned today, hallelujah, is that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. If he did it for a poor Hebrew slave girl that most people don't even know her name, her name is Jochebed. If he did it for Jochebed, what about you? Because I just believe somebody may even uh, be in the fight of your life today. You have some decisions that you have to make. Yes, Lord, I don't, I don't know what the decisions are. I don't know what your fight may be. Uh, it may be against an evil, oppressive power. Your fight may be against a, a messed up doctor's report. Your fight may be making a decision between medicine and meals. But whatever the fight is, God allowed it for a reason. And in the midst of it, when you can't do anything else, when you're in the fight of your life, when your hands are tied, I just want to remind you today, you got a good corner man. <laughs> you got a good corner man. And all you got to do is just, if you can stagger back to your corner, even in the fight of your life, yes, Lord, God will renew you. He will bring, give you brand new life, new life abundantly. And what I've learned is that sometimes he'll even give you double for your trouble. Does anybody know that God is a way maker today? Does anybody know that he will make a way? Yes, Lord, even when your back is against the wall and, and it looks like it was over, the God I serve, he has a way of making a way. And today, I just want to remind you today that he's in control of every divine decision. He's in control even when you're in the fight of your life. And there may be somebody that doesn't realize that you're in the fight of your life today, but the fight is between heaven and hell, where you're going to spend eternity. Because what we've been reminded in this COVID-19 season is death is too certain, hell is too hot, eternity is too long without making a decision a divine decision that you will receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you listen to this message today, God has brought you here for a reason. You need to make a decision. Yes, Lord, that you will receive Christ as your Savior, that his death on the cross was full payment for all of your sins, that he's the Son of God that died for you. If you believe that today, you can be saved. And regardless of what your fight is, whether it's for salvation or even if it's just for survival, the God that I serve. Not only can we survive, but we can thrive. He's able to do that today.